If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. So as we are reopening, as folks are putting things back on their plates, um, I've talked to a lot of mental health professionals and they're seeing a lot of trauma and PTSD and anxiety associated with the pandemic. We've been able to say no to a lot of stuff because we haven't been able to go places. We haven't been able to be physically close. And so use this opportunity to not add things back. It is much easier to say, oh, no, I don't have time for that. I miss being with you guys and and working together, but my plate's full. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride living the front seat life. Welcome to living the front seat life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, you know, more like guide, you know, direction giver. So living the front seat life, you guys, has been an amazing experience as of the time of this recording, which is just a couple of days before you guys get it. We were well over um, 450 downloads. We're close to 500. You guys are phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. And I don't feel bad or, or I'm not ashamed to say that I started this podcast because it was something um, that I, one of those things like, you know, you have to do this thing, but I didn't know who would listen. I didn't know if anyone would listen. And I appreciate every one of you for giving of your time, for spending it here with me on your favorite podcast platform. And so I encourage you to to like, to share, to let others know what you are getting out of living the front seat life, but also let me know. Like, I want to know how you're living the front seat life. What are you doing? What's working for you? Is there something that really resonated with you? Are there topics you would like to have covered? And I'm asking you because this is for you. I'm here sharing my life, sharing my backstory, sharing how I got to this place and all the tips and tricks and tools, all of the classes and degrees and and everything that makes up Kelly Marie. It makes me me to be in this place to help you get to where you want to be. But I want to know where it is you'd like to go. I want to know what it is you want to talk about. So you know we have our resident uh, sports analyst, we have our resident chef, 
we have um, an, another guest coming soon. As soon as we get her scheduled, I will let you know more about her, but I don't want to spill the beans too soon. But these folks are coming to you with their own background in living the front seat life. Um, and, and so in bringing guests to you, I want you guys to know that these folks are, are living the front seat life, right? They've, they've made that decision to be the driver of their journey. And so as you join us on all of our journeys, I'd love to hear how you're driving yours. So you can reach me at Kelly Marie, K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-R-I-E, Kelly Marie at FrontSeatLife.com. That's also the website, FrontSeatLife.com. And social, The Front Seat Life. That's on Facebook, IG, Twitter is The Front Seat. Reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And my guests would love to hear from you. They'd like to know that what you heard resonated or maybe you disagree with sugar being like the evilest of the evils when it comes to all things health, right? We want to hear from you. So last week, I talked about the anxiety associated with reopening, right? Many places um, never really closed. Some some states scaled back. Some closed completely. Some shut their borders, like New York State. That's where I am located, and New York State has, similar to California, um, we, we had a, a very unique condition and circumstance here. And so as we are reopening, as folks are putting things back on their plates, you know, people are fearful, um, they're experiencing a lot of anxiety and trauma, PTSD-related symptoms from the pandemic. And so I wanted to give you some tips and tools on just managing your schedule, managing your life in this reopening phase, right? We're not there yet. It's, you know, for me, baby steps. And I've been totally transparent with you guys. I'm vaccinated, but I still am, you know, hesitant to fully engage with folks. Listen, people aren't washing their hands anymore. They're just coughing and sneezing and leaving bathrooms. It, it is, I have been so disgusted in the last month just in the lack of of hygiene that I see strangers using. So, you know, if folks ain't washing their hands and and they're not covering their mouths, basic, like, those are basic sanitary things, y'all. Like, I can't be the only one. You've got to be seeing it too. Let me know in the comments because it, it boggles my mind. It's as if the last year didn't exist and people literally have just reverted back to poor hygiene habits. The whole issue was really poor hygiene habits. Not the whole issue, but a big part of the issue was poor hygiene habits to begin with. And I just don't know how how we got back here so quickly. So please wash your hands, you know, scrub them. 20 seconds still, like forever. Like just make that a part of your life. Just wash your hands in between your fingers, under your nails, like just make that a part of life. It, it will make so many things so much easier especially my issues. (laughs) So I want to dive back into these, these tools, tools for reopening and addressing anxiety. I gave you two steps last week and they were facing the facts, right? Really understanding that this is the thing for you, right? Like you, you, you have an issue or two around this whole process, whatever those may be, face the facts. It is what it is. 
and it will be what it will be. So I hope you did that. I also gave you some homework and that was make your list, right? Write down all of your obligations, including your obligations to yourself. So that includes your nine to five or, or seven to 11 or whatever your schedule is. And it includes the work. It includes the part-time job. It includes the side hustle. It includes your hobbies. It includes, you know, your responsibilities to your family, to your friends, social groups, and yourself, your self-care routine. Like I love to ride my bike. So I need to make sure when I'm making my list, I include bike riding. I'm also a minister. I know a lot of you guys probably don't know that, but I am an elder with Impacting Love Global Ministries. Big shout out to Apostle Garney Davis and Pastor Latricia Clarissa Davis. And it's my responsibility to run the IT uh, on Sundays, but also to lead and facilitate our Bible studies. So that requires some extra time. That is outside of my personal studying, right? So I need to add both of those things to my list because when it comes down to facing the facts and really looking at my obligations, my personal obligations to study and read and, and research and pray and meditate, and that's, a, that's personal, right? But then my obligations to the church and to the congregation is another Thing on the list. So I need to separate that stuff. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Maybe you love to write and maybe you also write for work. You need to separate what you do for work from what you do for pleasure. All of that needs to go on the list. So if you didn't do that, I want you to go back and you don't have to listen to the last episode, but it was only 15 minutes. So, you know, go back and listen to the last episode and make your list. Spend some time with that list. And once you do that, you've done it for a couple days, like living that that list out. And a part of this is awareness, right? Being aware of how you're spending your time. Then come and, and focus on this next step. So for those of you guys that have your list, you've been working on it, you've been living it for this last week, or maybe it's just been a couple days for you. I told you I would talk about how to actually get rid of the stuff. Now, some things are easy. There's going to be some things you write down and you're like, I wrote that down. I don't even know why I still do that. I don't even like doing it. That may be easy to separate yourself from. The other thing I mentioned was that mission-focused work. So whether you have a personal mission, whether you have a business mission, your philosophy on life, right? Whatever the things you do around that, there may be good things that you do, but those good things are not related to your mission, that is an easy way to separate things that are very important to you, but something's got to go. Right? Is it directly connected to your mission? So for me, it's mental health. I work with a lot of great people and a lot of great organizations. And when I had to go through my list, there were some things I had to cut back. I had to cut them back because I needed to make time. And there was no place for me to make time. I got rid of all the stuff I didn't like doing. I got rid of all the stuff that, you know, I was kind of indifferent about. Everything else that was left on my list were things that I loved to do. But I had to make more time. I had to have more time for me. And so that became the the separator. That became the, the piece of the equation that I could juggle, that I could adjust. Is this something that is directly related to my mission? Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It wasn't easy to tell those folks I have to take a step back because it's still something that I enjoy doing. It's still something that 
I, to this day, I still would do if I, I had the time. And so I called folks, I sent emails, I wanted to have personal conversations with people. And again, so these are things that I love doing, right? I have, these are relationships, these are connections that I want to maintain, and I have no desire to hurt anyone's feelings, right? And these things are important to their mission. So I don't want to knock anybody's, you know, missions and and, and philosophies and, and their reason for doing what they do. I just can't add it to my list. I have to take it off of my list. So it was easier for me to have conversations with people because these are folks that I talk to all the time and they know who I am. They know how I operate. They know where my love is. They know where my passion is. And so when I was real with them and said, listen, I got to cut some stuff back. I hate that I have to cut this back, but it's something that I need to remove from my plate. It's something I've got to let go of. You have my support. You know, if there's a fundraiser or you need me for something specific, call me. But I I can't dedicate time on a regular basis to this particular task. That's how I did it. It may be easier for you to send an email. One of the things that, um, or, you know, a a text message, right? Um, But one of the things I'm encouraging you to do by making that phone call, you still get to strengthen your relationships, strengthen your friendships, even though you're taking a step back. Because for a lot of folks, that's the reason why they're still in it. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But you're hurting yourself, right, if your plate is too full. And you're not really able to give them all that you can because it's something that's crowding your plate. So one way to reassure those that you care about is to have a conversation right? You're not apologizing for who you are. You're not apologizing for taking care of yourself. You're not apologizing for exercising and, and, and building boundaries, right? But what you're doing is you're letting them know that you still care about the work that they do, that you still appreciate what they do and how they give, and that you'll support in whatever way you can. You're just not able to support in the way that you have been supporting, of folks understand and they're thankful that you took the time out to talk, to let them know where you were. They want the best for you too. And for that 0.01% of folks that try and guilt you or make you feel bad, that is not about you. That is about them. And that's where some of the issue lies too, right? Some of it is, you know, like, wait, you... and. And I'm giving you examples of conversations that I've had with people. You would rather me continue to give even though it hurts me? That's not love. That's not respect. That's not appreciation, right? And so that helps you really see how people feel about you. Because folks that care, folks that that believe in you, folks that want the best for you, want the best for you. Even if it means it's not the best for them. I'm not saying, you know... Just call folks and be like, yo, I'm not, I ain't doing this no more. (laughs) Right? Have a, a caring conversation. It's all good. So how to get rid of those things. You already know what you need to do, how to separate them. And now you have a template for having the conversation. Now, here's the thing. You may have to remind folks when they come back and say, hey, do you have time? No, I don't. Thanks. Here's another thing to consider. We've been able to say no to a lot of stuff because we haven't been able to go places. We haven't been able to to be physically close, right? 
And so use this opportunity to not add things back. So if you are able to take things off of your plate and you don't want to add them back to your plate, it is much easier to say, oh, no, I don't have time for that. Um, I, I miss being with you guys and, and working together, but my plate's full. Then to add it back to your plate and then have to take it off later. It's much easier just not to add it back. Now, some folks are not comfortable with saying no. Some folks aren't comfortable with having those kind of conversations that I just mentioned. And so you can practice having these conversations with yourself in the mirror. You can send yourself a text message. You can role play with a friend. There's ways that you can practice before you have that conversation. I remember, um, I was going to say a few years ago, but it's really like a few decades week. Um, I was working um, with a woman and she was telling me her path of saying no, right? She was always a yes, yes, sir. Like, yes, I'll do it. Yo, yes, sure. Yeah. And it ran her into the ground and she just couldn't tell people no. And she said what she had to do was she had to, because she's a very, you know, jovial person, she'd have to say no and laugh. So, you know, if I'm like, hey, could you, uh, you know, be on this committee? No, <laughs> I can't do that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> of course I will. Like that would be her response because she's used to saying yes. She was not able to just say no. So she had to train herself to say no, but to hear it coming out of her mouth. And so she would laugh and say no to people and then still do the thing, right? Because she had to get comfortable with saying no. Some of you are like, why? That makes no sense. That's okay if you're not in that place. But some of us are. So she would start with no with a laugh, you know, then no without the laugh. right? And if someone gave some pushback, you know, she would do the thing. And then she got comfortable saying no and leaving it at no. Now, this was a process for her. She said it wasn't an overnight thing. It took some time to get to this place. And so if you struggle with saying no, I encourage you to try her way. Say no. <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> and then maybe that turns into, mm, I don't know. I don't, I mean, let, let me think on that. And that gives you some space to say no later on. And when you get to the place where you're like, that is a wonderful initiative, but no, my plate's full. You'll get there. And then you'll get to the point where you can say no without explanation. Thank you. But no, thank you. No, thank you. No. Oh, no. There's ways you can say it. So you can practice it. Practice it in the mirror. And it, it may seem silly, you know, but it, it is until you get comfortable saying the words, it may be difficult for you. Practice makes better. <laughs> One of the things that we often talk about at Impacting Love is striving for excellence. And, uh, you know, no one's perfect. It's an impossibility, right? We're human. You cannot be perfect. But you can always be excellent. So I've kind of adopted that as my motto, right? Never perfect, always excellent. Feel free to use that in your day-to-day -day life if you're looking for something to remind you that it's okay to be you, that it's okay to struggle, that it's okay to figure out which way you want to go. It's okay to say yes today and no tomorrow. It's okay to say no tomorrow and yes today. I think that was the same thing. <laughs> but it's okay. Never perfect, always excellent. 
So I encourage you guys in this next week, you have your next step. You have your how to go about removing things from your plate, the conversation, the ability to say no. You got this. So please let me know in the comments or reach out to me, Kelly Marie at Front Seat Life, to let me know how you are adjusting and if these tips are helpful to you. And always, I want to make sure that I leave you with two very important numbers. If you're in crisis and you need someone to talk to, please call the Suicide Prevention Helpline, 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. If you need to text and aren't able to talk, you can text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. Text HOME to the number 741741. Both are free. Both are confidential. Both are open 24-7. You are not alone in this. There are resources. There are folks that are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help you get through. Now, if you are looking for resources, you know what you want, but you don't know where it is or if it exists in your area, you can dial 211 on your phone or go to 211 in your browser. Using 211, you can do a keyword search for just about anything. Maybe it's adult daycare or senior services or uh, social services. Maybe you need assistance with housing. You can put those keywords in the box and they will pop up with the information that you're looking for in your area. So I encourage you to use 211 if you are in need of resources. Until the next time, there's so much coming. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. I am Kelly Marie. Be the light.